With his many bestsellers on presidents like John Adams, Harry Truman, Theodore Roosevelt, and topics like building the Panama Canal, the Brooklyn Bridge, and the Wright Brothers, that's his latest book, David McCullough has become one of today's most respected and popular authors of American history. Researching these titles involved traveling, traveling across the United States, and his book, The Greater Journey, Americans in Paris, includes traveling in France as well. David McCullough joins us now in our Travel with Rick Steve studio to share some of the memorable places he's visited, places he found inspiration, and places where we might also find some inspiration. David, thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you. You know, this is a travel show, and uh, most of us travel for recreation and to experience our world. I imagine you travel a lot for your work. How do you enjoy traveling? And has travel itself ever sparked an idea for a book of yours? Well, I've loved traveling ever since I was a child. Uh, Not that I went very far, but a few trips I did take just changed my life. I was thrilled by them. I went to uh, Monticello, for example, as a young high school student. And I went to Williamsburg and Gettysburg. And I have no doubt whatsoever that those experiences increased my love of history, my curiosity about history. Because somehow when you're at the place where something really happened, it's not just some dry textbook rendition of something you have to know for a test. And you get a feeling of the human beings that were there. What always strikes me is that everything is bigger than I expected. The battlefields at Gettysburg were much bigger than I ever imagined. The same happened when I went to the Argonne, where Harry Truman fought in the battle during World War I. I couldn't believe how big it was. Kitty Hawk, where the Wrights first flew their plane, the sweep of the, mm-hmm. uh, the outer banks of North Carolina, the scale of it all. You have to have a sense, and of course, anybody who travels through the West, wherever the Oregon Trail went or wherever some of these people had to cross great spaces, the scale of, the, of our country. But there's an art of travel, because you can travel and not be impacted. Yes. Or you could travel and be impacted. Yes. And I think one of the things you have to do is talk to people when you get there and talk to all kinds of people. That's the mark of a good traveler, how you connect Absolutely. with people. Absolutely. Talk to people and, and be patient and don't be in a hurry all the time. Sometimes you feel you have to see everything. Very often it's just better to sit down in a nice cafe or start chatting with someone on a park bench along the river or whatever, and you suddenly hear things, learn things that you never would have known otherwise. Now, you're on a book tour now going all over the United States, and I imagine you've met a lot of people. And when I'm on a a book tour uh, around the country, it has me thinking a lot of things about America. As you travel around our country today, do you find yourself pondering observations? uh, What makes you optimistic? What, What troubles you as you're on the road? Well, that's a very good question. I would say one of the things that troubles me is the obvious epidemic of obesity that you see everywhere, all ages. And it's sad and it's worrisome, and we've got to figure out what's causing it. I'm also sometimes appalled by the traffic jams at rush hour in every city where you're caught in traffic that can have you sitting doing getting nowhere for an hour or more. But that aside... Every time I go out on a tour or give a lecture somewhere, I always come back reassured that we are a good country. We are a good people. And great things are being accomplished. It isn't all bad news. It isn't all a sign of decadence or indifference to the virtues and values and privileges of being an American. And it never fails. 
there's something going on in every one of our cities that you can take heart from. And when you talk to people on the road, yes. you're more aware yes. of that. And you say to someone, what's happening here? And they say, oh, let me tell you. And they're proud of it, and they should be. So you got it. And you people. haven't read about it. You haven't heard about it. You don't know about it because the, the bad news is what makes news. Good news is seldom reported. Really, unfortunately, true. Yes. And uh, we may be famously uh, lousy with foreign languages, but one thing we are good at is striking up a conversation. Yes. And we need to use that skill when we're on the road, especially. And how much in other parents countries. care about their children and grandchildren, and how much they want to be sure that they get the most out of their education, that they get the most out of their first jobs, that they have confidence, that they have trust in the system, but that they have to participate. Mm -hmm. I think traveling makes one a better patriot. There's an old saying, and I'm sure you've known it as long as I have, when you travel abroad, the country that you learn the most about is your own. That is so clear to me. I see our country in higher definition from a distance. The yes. problems and the beauties. Yes. I have a granddaughter who just came back not long ago, from a trip to Thailand and Vietnam. And when she got back, we had a chance to chat. She just had graduated from college. And I said, there's this old saying, that what country you learn about most when you travel abroad is your own. Did you come back with a new feeling about any aspect of our country that you never felt before you went to those different countries? She said, oh, yes. I said, what? That we have clean water. Well, that's a huge thing. Isn't that wonderful? And we take it for granted. We take it for and granted. And we shouldn't take it for granted. We have trees. We have a public library system. No country in the world has anything like our public library system. Free to everybody. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with David McCullum. His new book is The Wright Brothers. You know, when we're traveling, architecture, you know, is a big deal. We see a lot of impressive buildings. It's a big part of our travel. And I understand that when people ask you who is the most influential of all of your writing teachers... You credit. He wasn't a writing. He wasn't a teacher. writing teacher at all. No, it was Vincent Scully, who was a very famous historian of art and architecture at Yale University, and one of the, the most brilliant lecturer I've ever heard. And he made me see. He helped me see, in a, and he did this for thousands of others in a way I'd never seen before. He made me want to go to Italy and Florence and Paris and England, all these places, to see the great works of architecture and art. And Greece, oh my goodness, his lectures on Greece were phenomenal. So did he inspire you, David, to want to go out and see? Or did, yes. he, did he teach you how to see? Both. What did he I teach I remember about we were stepping out of a, a section of the university one evening after a dinner. Uh -huh. It was springtime. The sun was still hitting the tops of the towers of the campus. And he looked up at the Strathcona, this building, the tower. And he said, look at that building right now in the light that's hitting it. Yeah. He said, architects don't build with stone and steel and glass. They build with light. And I thought, whoa, whoa. And I still feel that they do. They build with light. We looked out of our hotel window today in downtown Seattle, and the light across the, I guess it was across the, love it. the sound, oh, breathtaking and sharp. Now, you write so prolifically, but I, I have a sense that you have to read in order to fuel your yes. writing spirit. Yes. Do you deliberately prioritize reading? How do you make time in your busy life to keep reading and, and keep vital? Well, in the midst of a project, when I'm working on a book, it's everything I can do to do all the reading that's necessary in order to write the book. But when the book is finished, then I have a chance to lapse into things that I want to read myself. Right. And I love fiction, great fiction. I love the classics. I love Anthony Trollope. I think he's 
addictive. I like, loved Ruth Rendell. I still do. She just died recently, the wonderful detective writer, but who was really a brilliant novelist. But I love Willa Cather and, and Edith Wharton, and I I love... Um, so you make time to read in that? Yes, that and, but, and I also read some history and biography, of course, and travel books. I'm very eclectic, and I sometimes go back and read something I've read before, mm-hmm. find that I like it even more than I did then. Sometimes I find this isn't as good as I thought it was. And I like to read good writers. I don't like to read... I, I like to read up. I like to read over my head, if anything, rather than down. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with David McCullough, and uh, his latest book is The Wright Brothers. David, one book I particularly related to of yours is The Greater Journey, Americans in Paris. And in it, you made the point that not all pioneers went west. What did you mean by that? Well, they went east to the old country. And, of course, the old country is, for most of us, where we came from. And if you want to understand American history... You have to understand European history. You have to understand the English and the Scotch and the Irish and the Italians. And you have to understand why they wanted to come here and what they brought with them and what aspirations they brought with them that were not possible to achieve back home. So these were pioneers in in a cultural sense. Yes, and they're they're going to the old country to, Uh to get training and enlargement of outlook and mind. I get this sense that you have a particular um, appreciation or fascination in bridges. You wrote a book about the Brooklyn Bridge. You love the bridges of Paris. Yes. What is it about bridges? I suppose in part it's because I grew up with them. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which has more bridges even than Paris. And they're all different, and they're all, to me, spectacular. And I always say, how in the world did they do that? Sailing under those bridges on the, in the Seine River is such yes. a delight, with yes. different pride of different ages, decorating each well, When you come into Pittsburgh now, yeah. you come through a tunnel, and all of a sudden, whoa, you come out of the tunnel, and there it is, where the Monongahela meets the Allegheny to form the Ohio, and all these bridges are conferring, and you think this is a center of, of action, and it, of course, is, has been for a yeah. long time. But I dearly love buildings, and particularly... I'm crazy about Gothic architecture. I just think it's breathtaking and inspiring. There's something... What is it? What is it about Gothic architecture? It's reaching upward. Yeah. And it's using light. It's filled with light. That's what it is. Yes, in the light of those magnificent windows. And it's sculpted. And it's stone to last. And, oh, heavens, my goodness... Well, the, those first Americans you talked about in The Greater Journey, their yeah. first stop was Rouen, and yeah. it was the cathedral that they yeah. saw. Yeah. Who was it that said, if this is all I saw, it was worth yeah. going Yeah, James Fenimore Cooper. Going across the Atlantic. Yeah, and they'd just been through a terrible voyage across the ocean. Now, you talk about all the energy around um, bridges. I'm fascinated about the wrong side of the track, which in Europe would be the wrong side of the river. Yes. Isn't it interesting how trains brought the, the yes. economy into American towns as we were growing? But in Europe, I think the equivalent is... Rivers. Yeah. And think about all the wrong sides of the rivers in Europe. Yes. You got in Rome, Trastevere. Right, yeah. In Paris, the left yep. bank, in London, yep. and in Florence, Alter. Well, rivers, river cities are story cities, always. That's it, isn't it? Yes. Whether it's Paris or uh, St. Louis or Pittsburgh or New Orleans, uh, they're story cities because people are coming and going, coming and going. But the American road, whether that road is the river or the trail or the railroad, the American road is a very big part of the 
story of, of our country. And if you're going west to new opportunity or you're someone, an African-American, coming north for freedom, it's all this journey, the road. And if you stay home, you don't get ever drive on the road. you got to get out there and see <laughs> yes, the world. Yes, you do. You know, you've written books for 50 years now. Looking back, do you see an overarching theme in your books? Yes, people who set out to accomplish something worthy and don't give up when the, with setbacks and defeats along the way and achieve that objective through ingenuity and courage and purpose, high purpose. You seem to live your life with high purpose, and you've had enough success where you could say, that's good, but you keep writing. It's a lot of work. What motivates you? I love the work. Yeah. The joy is in the work. It is, isn't it? Yeah, the joy is, yes, it's wonderful to have a book succeed. It's wonderful to have people stop you in the street and thank you for the book, but the real joy is in the work. You know, I have a feeling that education in our country these days is more and more geared towards training workers instead of thinkers. What are your thoughts on that? Well, one of the one of the points of my Wright Brothers book, though I don't belabor it, I don't sermonize about it, mm-hmm. is here are these two men who broke through one of the greatest puzzles of all time, a technical achievement without precedent, who had a full liberal arts education at home. And today there's this tendency to encourage people who want to go into tech, high-tech right. work to skirt the... Liberal skirt, arts is skirt disposable. The, yeah. yeah, avoid it if you can. It's, 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 it's superfluous. You don't need it. Where, in fact, we all need it. You know, many, many years ago, I got a history degree, and then I thought, well, I better get something practical, so I got a business degree, too. Yes. Now, when I look back on it, it's clear to me, my history degree has been at least as practical and valuable to me as my business degree. I'm sure it has. Yeah. It's, his, a, it's history, a tragedy. History when teaches you about cause and effect. It teaches you about the importance of leadership. It teaches you that almost nothing of consequence is ever accomplished alone. It's a joint effort. And it's a great antidote to the hubris of the present. We think we're so nifty. We think we're so accomplished. We think we're so cool. And when you go back and see what... I remember one time standing in front of Botticelli's Birth of Venus in the Uffizi Gallery and thinking, oh, good heavens. One man did that way back then. It's so humbling it just, and inspiring. Oh, it was it was one of the most breathtaking moments of my life. So that is a pretty exciting mission, and I have a feeling that's the mission you're on. Well, I hope so. To fight historical illiteracy. I want people if I want my fellow citizens to know the story of their country. I want to bring that history alive in a way that will give us a greater sense of who we are, how we got to be where we are, how hard those who went before us worked to give us the advantages and the privileges that we must, must, must not ever take for granted. David McCullough, you are doing that magnificently for for millions of people. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Keep on writing. I always say keep on traveling. Keep on writing. (laughs) Well, the the traveling goes with it. That's a given. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip 
at ricksteves.com.